This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Choose your weapon. Oh, okay. You're in a uh, you're in a fight, Jim. Yep. Which would you rather have as a weapon? A cat. <laughs> yeah. Or a toilet. <laughs> Choose your weapon. Now, are we talking toilet seat or the whole porcelain throne here? You've got the whole toilet. Okay, I'm going to go toilet because of that scene from Boondock Saints where he drops the toilet on the bad guy's head from the top of the apartment. Yeah. So And cats, you know, I'm an animal lover. I don't want to get them involved. I'm going toilet. Cats can get pretty fierce, though. Oh, if you get them riled up first, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's, uh, let's look at these two stories here and then okay. see if it changes your mind. A woman in Florida, 53-year-old, last week got arrested for using her cat as a weapon. She and her girlfriend had an argument. It sounds like uh, the girlfriend had accused uh, this woman of cheating on her. Hmm. She held up the cat and said, I haven't cheated. And then she shoved the cat in the girlfriend's face. It freaked out, went into attack mode. Wow. Multiple lacerations on the face when the first responders showed up. And they arrested the uh, the assailant. And for, the cat. And the cat for <laughs> domestic battery. Little cat handcuffs on there. Goodness gracious. I, I wonder if, like, the cat already didn't like that. Because would you just... I don't know. Cats are unpredictable. Sometimes they're in good moods. Sometimes they're in bad moods. I don't know. In the police report, the uh, type of weapon used in the attack was described as feline. (laughs) (laughs) And then you you go over to Pennsylvania, and a 47-year-old man in Pennsylvania went crazy in a convenience store a couple weeks ago. He assaulted several customers then struck multiple vehicles with plastic signs, claimed he had a gun, threatened to shoot people. Police were called. Um, The guy climbed the fire escape of a nearby apartment building, threw rocks at the police officers, then he got onto the roof of the building and threw a toilet. Oh, another apartment toilet! Off of the roof, along with a paint can, nobody was hurt, but he is facing charges of aggravated assault, criminal trespass, terroristic threats, and simple assault. And can somebody, can the superintendent perhaps explain why there's a toilet on the roof that's not bolted to anything? Whoever lives in that building obviously has kids, and they're trying to hide from their family. It's the only, is that what it is? It's the only place they can get two minutes of peace and quiet. <laughs> the roof toilet. <laughs> You're sticking with toilet? That is pretty heavy. He missed, he missed everybody with the toilet. Yeah, it sounds like the cat did more damage. The cat did, yeah. Hmm. Choose your weapon and choose wisely. Oh, whoopsie daisies. In Quebec, the uh, Ministry of Health and Social Services in Quebec accidentally um, tweeted out the wrong link. They, they were attempting to tweet out the latest COVID data to keep the citizens up to date. Mm-hmm. Um, they tweeted a foot fetish Pornhub link oh, instead. Boy. At least it was a foot fetish. Because, you know, it could be a lot lot grosser, you know, if you actually clicked on a link and it was some other fetish. There's, Foot is like the bottom m- end. Many, well, it truly is the bottom end. <laughs> it's the lowest you can go in terms of fetishes. Yeah. 
toe fetishes, maybe, if maybe, you want to get yeah. a little bit lower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, could have been an, uh, an ananas fetish. <laughs> Those Quebecers. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that was your thing. You got turned on by the Anana from Telefrancais. Oh, not a pineapple. Literally the puppet. <laughs> the pineapple puppet. French. Yeah. <laughs> you just found that thing sexy for yeah, some reason. Thank God. Anana. <laughs> I love those eyes. Uh, the uh, Health and Social Services Department in Quebec it realized its error and deleted the tweet after it had been up for 30 minutes online. Wow. You know, the problem is a lot of these things are automated, so they, they schedule them the day before, especially over a long weekend, and then it goes up automatically. Nobody's watching the Twitter feed, and that's why it stays up so long. They did put out an apology to its 103,000 followers. Make it 103,001 now. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the next gaffe. Due to, a, only fans. due to a situation beyond our control, a link with inappropriate content was posted on our Twitter account. They say, we're looking for the causes. We are sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> or you're welcome for the fun image and your new right. fetish. <laughs> what, what, like what happened? What were you copying and pasting? Why were you? How did that link? Because human error, you'd think, would be the only way that could happen. So unless someone was sending a fetish video to a friend and then forgot what was on their clipboard. Exactly, exactly. That's the only explanation I can kind of come up with. I'm not the most techn technological guy here. Yeah, yeah. But when was the last time you saved an adult video link? When was, like, if you copied it, do you keep a bunch of notes and, you know, in your phone to go back to? Is it to send to a friend, yeah. like you said? I just, a friend bizarre. or a lover? You know, the, you know, the French have many lovers. <laughs> it's a different culture over there, you know? <laughs> right. They wanted to send the foot fetish video to their, their sexy-footed lover. Hmm. I don't know. But, you know, you'd think you'd be able to track down who posted it. And hopefully get them in trouble. Like, it's, it could have been worse, but it's quite embarrassing for a government body, pun not intended, to be posting this kind of stuff. Yeah. And they'll figure out who it was, and I'm sure everyone who works in the office with that person yeah. is going to be wearing closed-toed shoes <laughs> moving forward. Time for a segment we call... The Easter Bunny accidentally handed out condoms at an elementary school last week. Well, accidentally? Accidentally. This is in Austin, Texas. Uh, so I, the Easter Bunny's in high demand this time of year. Earlier in the day, the person in the Easter Bunny costume, who also works as a pharmacist, had done an Easter-themed safe sex clinic. Was still in costume went to pick, when they went to pick up their second grader at elementary school, got mobbed by the kids, called her husband, said, can you bring me the basket of Easter eggs so I can hand some of them out to the kids at the school? Husband grabbed the wrong basket, Easter eggs, 
with condoms inside instead of Easter eggs oh. with chocolates inside. Okay. <laughs> okay, so they had the plastic egg you split open. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And there's the goodies inside. Okay. Yeah, so uh, they, they handed out a number of the condom eggs before they realized that uh, that they had the wrong basket. Yikes. The kids must have been so good. Where's the stick on this sucker? Like, or is this a balloon? What is this? This is the worst bubble gum I've ever <laughs> tasted. Jeez. Yeah, uh, it was a uh, a misunderstanding, but the school did send a letter home to parents to let them know that it was all an accident. <laughs> oh, won't somebody please think of the children? And here's another elementary school whoopsie daisies. Uh, parents at a Michigan elementary school are upset after one of the kids in kindergarten brought a bottle of ready-to-drink Jose Cuervo margaritas Uh-oh. to school <laughs> and decided to share them with their classmates. <laughs> oh, here is uh, here's audio of a couple parents talking about the incident. He claimed she drunk four to five sips. She feel like a little woozy. She's a little dizzy when we went in, in there with the principal. We asked her, was she okay? How did she feel? She said a little dizzy. She said the girl put it in her cup, and she drunk it, and then the girl ended up telling her what it was. So she went to the teacher and told the teacher that it's liquor in this cup, and the teacher gave her, like, a funny face. I'm not sure if they short-staffed or whatever, but, you know... It shouldn't have happened. <laughs> Short staffed? <laughs> Hold on a second. Are we to blame the teachers for the child bringing the margarita mix to school? Give me a break. I thought that it was, uh, I thought the kid didn't realize what it was, but it sounds like that kindergartner knew exactly what yeah. he was sharing around the classroom. It's, part, it's mom's funny juice. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, because <laughs> I can see it kind of looks like juice if it's that green uh, margarita yeah, mix. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a frost or whatever. A yeah. <laughs> But no, the kid knew there was liquor in it. <laughs> well, good luck to those kids as they uh, as they continue their education. Yeah, not looking good so far. <laughs> Won't somebody please think of the children? Talking about fallout here from the slap at the Oscars. Yeah, unexpected fallout, tearing apart families, tearing apart. Movie sets. Hmm? Channing Tatum stormed off the set of the Magic Mike sequel after having a major fight with co-star Tandy Newton over the Will Smith-Chris Rock incident at the Oscars. Really? Yeah, we had heard that Tandy Newton was being replaced with Selma Hayek. She had been uh, reported that she had some sort of family issue and she was leaving the movie, but she now... She divorced recently. It was all that stuff was involved. Insiders are saying that's not the case. The two of them had a huge fight on set about the, uh, the Will Smith-Chris Rock slap. And it got to that point? Yeah. Holy. They'd been filming for 11 days, and uh, they, they were shooting. They were in between shooting, and things started escalating. Uh, it's described as unimaginably vicious, the argument that occurred. Hmm. Uh, ended up with Channing Tatum getting in his car and driving away. Not good. He's a producer. I mean, Magic Mike, obviously, is his thing. 
He is Magic He's Mike. He's the man. So he said, I'm no longer working with her. And that was the uh, that was the end of Tandy Newton on set. Really? And I got a feeling that Channing Tatum would have been on Chris Rock's side. If I, I'm, I'm purely speculating. This article doesn't specify. I was scrolling. I wanted to know yeah. who's on whose side. To get so passionate. Yesterday at the, uh, at the Easter dinner table uh, with the Taz family, my, um, I had my brother-in-law and my mom were both on Will Smith's side. I was surprised That's that ridiculous. Mama Taz was on Will Smith's side yeah. saying, he needs to, Chris Rock needs to respect people's boundaries. That's fine. And so slapping is also not respecting somebody's boundaries, people. Do we have to go over this again? Jim, I don't want to talk about Taz. it because the last thing I need is you getting in your car That's and storming it. off. That's it. I need Selma Hayek in here. Yeah, I'm replacing Jim with Selma Hayek. Goodness gracious, people. That's actually best case scenario. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that at all. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Is there an Easter Bunny costume that doesn't look creepy AF? <laughs> True. I've been scrolling through uh, social media this morning looking at friends' posts, and a bunch of them went to Easter parties where there was a person wearing an Easter Bunny costume. Mm-hmm. And there is not one Easter Bunny costume that doesn't look at least mildly alarming. I think it has something to do with the eyes. I think it's the dead eyes that always get me. You mentioned like a couple weeks ago the Donnie Darko, you know, suit still creeps you out. But yeah, yeah. they all have similar, those fake eyes, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the, the face, it doesn't Creepily change. Happy. Yeah. It's no matter what. Always smiling at you. Yeah. I'll say this whole furry trend isn't helping anything out either. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't say I didn't say the Easter Bunny wasn't sexy. <laughs> I got a, mixed feelings over it's here. It's a little bit creepy, you know. You can be creepy and sexy. <laughs> oh, there's some Just terrible ask John Waters. Hello. <laughs> there's some terrible Easter Bunny costumes out there. It's uh, maybe it's time to get a new one. I saw one. I'm not going to say where the party was, but it was a, a, a private club that some of my friends are members at. Okay. A golf club. Okay. Okay. They're at a golf club, and they did this Easter thing. And the Easter Bunny uh, costume looks like it's from 1962. What like, color? Terrifying. What color is it? Well, it's supposed to be white, but it's kind of like an off yellow now. Cigarette stained <laughs> over the years. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Your members are all rich. <laughs> Get yourself a new Easter Bunny costume. That thing looks like it's going to murder the children. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. Yeah. It is funny, though. But then on the other hand, the bunny ears is like a sexy thing that people put on all the time. But it's the it's the full costume that gets people going. Like the Playboy like the bunnies. the Playboy bunny. The Playboy tattoo. Like the bunny idea can look good. You put a little bunny tail. You just the tail on you. You know what I mean? Then it can look all right. <laughs> Fun. I know what I'm getting you for a wedding present. <laughs> Jim's going to be hopping around that honeymoon suite, Sarah. Oh, Are you I'll ready for it? <laughs> Here comes the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Want to go on an egg hunt? <laughs> what? I don't know. You know, but I take it back. Bunny's creepy all around. Yeah. I don't want to be involved. That, that, that visual was even more disturbing yeah. than that outdated Easter Bunny costume yeah. I saw. 
sad news in the world of hockey on the weekend. You may have noticed our sports guy, Devin Peacock's off today. He'll be back tomorrow, but we had to acknowledge the passing of Mike Bossy, four-time Stanley Cup champion with the New York Islanders. This guy, I'm not going to say he's underrated, but I think he definitely gets lost at times in the conversation about the all-time great hockey yeah. players. And then you'll see like a list or something like that, like most consistent goal scorer of all time or something like that, and then Bossy will end up on the list. And you'll be like, oh yeah, because I think he was only in the league for a decade. He was the fastest player to reach the 100-goal mark in the NHL. Hall of Fame inductee in 1991. He bet on himself. I, I watched a vignette on the week weekend about uh, Bossy and when he was in contract negotiations with the Islanders he said well I don't think that's that's quite enough money uh, for you guys to pay me and he said well what would a 50 50 uh, goal scorer be worth for you in a season Mm -hmm. and they said this much he said okay well I'll score 50 goals and gosh darn it, he went out and he scored himself 50 goals in the season. That's wicked. Pretty incredible. Uh, he was a native Montrealer. He was at home in Montreal when he passed, surrounded by uh, family, according to sources. And a very emotional night at the Bell Center in Montreal on the weekend with uh, with their hometown hero, Mike Bossy, passing away at age 65. We, we also should take a moment to uh, wish the best and... And uh, let Buck Martinez know that we're behind him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be stepping back from doing the Jays games to um, battle cancer. He's been diagnosed with cancer, Jim. Yeah, yeah. He's 73 years old. Uh, he was hoping to uh, be part of the run this year because the Jays have a great chance. We really wanted to be broadcasting this year, but he's taking some time off. Uh, his family says he's doing good, but he's been diagnosed with cancer. He said he'll be gone for a little while, whatever that means. Well, we can't wait to hear you back on the broadcast. Buck Martinez wishing you all the best. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.